1: Good afternoon and welcome to the Zoomer Weekend Review All Things Zoomer worldwide. I'm Libby Zneimer.
2: In every domain that's been examined so far that we've investigated, uh, the grateful Mind reaps a massive advantage.
1: That's Dr. Robert Emmons, a scientist who devotes his life to researching gratitude. He'll help get us into the Thanksgiving Spirit by telling us why being grateful can help us live happier, healthier lives. But sometimes remembering all those little things to be thankful for can be a challenge. In fact, just remembering where you put your keys or glasses is tough enough. Well, not for Dave Farrow, the two-time world record holder for greatest memory. Today, he'll share some tips on how to trick your brain into never forgetting the important stuff. But first, here are your Zoomer headlines from around the world. The UK is set to put a landmark plan into action that will hopefully influence other countries. This week it was announced that working grandparents will be allowed to take time off and share parental leave pay in order to help care for their grandchildren. The plan allows for a total of 52 weeks off, split anyway, between the mother, father or any grandparent. According to Chancellor George Osborne, who put the plan forward, two million grandparents in the UK have either given up a job, reduced their hours or taken time off work to look after their grandchildren. And here's a more unusual way grandparents spent money to influence the lives of the next generation. According to the New York Times, a pair of Chicago grandparents offered their son and his wife $10,000 to name their baby Frank, a name that has been passed down through the family for generations. And although you might be shaking your head at this outrageous offer, according to several baby name watchers, These sorts of bribes are increasingly common. Linda Murray, editor-in-chief of the website Baby Center, believes these financial incentives are a shot from the old guard against millennials who have a disregard for tradition. As for the baby in Chicago, the parents went with the name Max after the wife's deceased father. Paul Prudhomme, the iconic Louisiana chef who helped popularize spicy Cajun cuisine, passed away this week at the age of 75. His success began in the late 1980s, shortly after he opened K. Paul's Louisiana Kitchen, a restaurant in the French Quarter of New Orleans. At a time when Americans were obsessed with European cuisine, Prudhomme focused on the simple food that he remembered and loved from his childhood. Lines for his restaurant stretched around the block, and the buzz created nationwide interest for dishes like gumbo, etouffee, and jambalaya. Building on the success of his restaurant, Prudhomme went on to host several cooking shows, pen 9 cookbooks, and release his own line of seasonings and hot sauces. He was also known for pushing the boundaries of food throughout his career. In fact, if you happen to be enjoying a turducken this Thanksgiving, you have Chef Paul to thank for the original recipe. Imagine
3: there's no heaven.
1: And finally this week, people around the world paid tribute to John Lennon, who would have celebrated his 75th birthday on Friday. In New York City, thousands gathered in Central Park to form a giant peace sign in honor of the late singer. Lennon was killed just outside of his Manhattan apartment, across from the park on the west side. The crowd included everyone from aging hippies to school children who were not yet born when Lennon died. Also among them was Lenin's widow, Yoko Ono, who said he would have been proud. I'm Libby Zimer, and those are your Zoomer headlines from around the world. It's Thanksgiving weekend, and most of us will count our blessings as we share a festive meal with family and friends. But taking time each day to be thankful could have a big impact on our quality of life. That is according to Dr. Robert Emmons, the world's leading scientific expert on gratitude. He's a professor of psychology at the University of California at Davis and the founding editor-in-chief of the Journal of Positive Psychology. I reached him at his office in Davis.
2: Well, we all know the feeling when we received a gift from someone, when someone's done a favor or have been kind to us. We have this warm emotional feeling Uh, a feeling of goodwill toward that person. We we notice the kindness, we notice the gift they provided for us, and we want to give back that goodness. So it's an appreciation combined with a desire to do something good either directly toward that person or pay it forward toward others.
1: How does that play out in our everyday lives?
2: Well, in so many different ways. The more we learn about gratitude, It's hard to really, um, you know, estimate its power and potential in people's lives in terms of relationships, in terms of physical health, in terms of psychological health. What we're finding is that gratitude drives so many outcomes. It makes life better. It makes life easier. It helps us cope with stress. It improves our relationships. It gives us more energy. Uh, In every domain that's been examined, so far that we've investigated, the grateful mind reaps a massive advantage. And that's wonderful news because people can actually control the amount of gratitude that they feel.
1: So are you talking about gratitude to the people around you for uh, the things they give you or the way they make you feel or just gratitude for the good things in your life?
2: Yeah, that's a good question. Actually, both. There's various levels and layers to gratitude. So Gratitude on the ground refers to specific benefits and exchanges between people, but there's a more generalized attitude, which I think what you're getting at, it's more of a stance that you take toward life. You say that, you know, life is basically good. It doesn't mean there aren't bad things. It doesn't mean there isn't adversity or suffering, but it's this choice to focus on what is going right in a person's life.
1: What about a situation where, you know, you recognize the good things in your life, but you kind of... Get used to them and, and yes. forget to notice them. Is that common? And what that's do you do about that?
2: Very common. I mean, that's those are two of the biggest obstacles to benefiting from gratitude. Is you, we just we get used to these things, we adapt to them, we take them for granted.
1: For instance, in in my own life, I was very ill, and I was very lucky to survive my illness. And at first, I mean, I was thankful every waking moment, and now right. can barely remember.
2: That's right. We, we start taking these things for granted again, so we have to remember. Gratitude is really about remembering. There's a French proverb, which I love, which says that gratitude is the memory of the heart. It's the way the heart remembers. But the paradox is, as you point out, is that we're, we're forgetful creatures. You know? So we need all these different strategies and tools and tactics to keep us from forgetting, to help us remember all those things we could otherwise take for granted.
1: Okay, so what are the strategies?
2: Yeah, so the easiest one and the one where most people find a great place to start is just to take some time each day to write down things in their lives for which they're grateful. So keep a gratitude journal. You could just turn your mind to those things that are going right in your life. Write those down. Take some time to focus on those. Eventually what happens, it becomes more automatic. It becomes much more of a habitual thing. You don't have to spend some time consciously doing it. In other words, just write a letter to someone, some important person in your life that you never properly took the time to thank. It could be a teacher, a mentor, it could be someone from your childhood, it could be someone right now. And then you write a letter, all the ways in which they've influenced you and made you a better person. And you send that letter to them, or better yet, you visit that person and share why you're grateful to them.
1: What do you say to people who say, you know, that sounds a bit hokey?
2: Well, and it does. But uh, the fact is that it's uh, very powerful. very powerful. You know, that we're finding that you can't really overplay the hand of gratitude. And you can come up with other ways that are perhaps less hokey uh, to do it. Uh, you Such can, as? You, know, you can incorporate, for example, uh, uh, social media. So you can have an app on your phone that can signal you at random times during the day and you can record things you're grateful for. Uh, I mean, <laughs> there is uh, there's a certain degree of, um, I guess you'd call it hokeyness to many of these things which really... Go back in time in terms of being universal and also perennial wisdom, right? To be optimistic, uh, to be hopeful, uh, to be humble uh, are all ways in which we can, you know, improve ourselves, improve the lives of people around us. Is it somehow less hokey to be complaining or to be resentful or to be ungrateful? You know, the choice is ours.
1: Are, are people who remember to be thankful, do they not complain? How are those two things related?
2: I mean, there is is the negativity bias, which is the tendency of the mind to focus on things that are going wrong. You know, it's been documented that bad is stronger than good, that complaint tends to be stronger than, than compliments. And so, sure, we all have that. It's just a question of, you know, what's the default that you adopt? You know, the two ways of looking at life. Do you look at life through a lens of abundance, or do you look at life from a lens of scarcity?
1: How important... Is a holiday like Thanksgiving for triggering this in people? Is it, is it an opportunity?
2: It really is. It, it can start there. I think some of the problem is that we oftentimes relegate that and compartmentalize it to one day of the year. Uh, I know we certainly do that down here. We say, okay, today's the day to be grateful, right? One day out of 365, uh, which is very unfortunate because gratitude is, is too good to leave the Thanksgiving table. You know, something that needs to be practiced every day. But it can jumpstart gratitude. It can lead to a discussion about the benefits of gratitude and how we can incorporate and get more of this power and potential in our lives.
1: Okay. On that note, I will thank you very much for that and uh, wrap things up.
2: Happy Thanksgiving to you guys up there.
1: Thank you. And uh, happy Thanksgiving to you next month.
2: I appreciate that. Thank you.
1: That was Robert Emmons on the benefits of gratitude. I'm Libby Zneimer, and this is the Zoomer Week in Review. I'm sure many of us would be grateful for a better memory. It's possible. Look no further than Dave Farrow, who had to overcome dyslexia and ADHD to be crowned the two-time Guinness Record holder for greatest memory.
4: Suddenly, it seems that everyone is aware of the power of the Zoomer vote. Of course, CARB, a new vision of aging, has been saying that all along. Finally, the major political parties have begun to pay attention. They all have responded to CARP's persistent and effective advocacy by making attractive promises. Increasing the CPP, increasing the Canada Pension Plan, supporting low-income single seniors, national home care strategies and caregivers' rights. But to make sure they keep those promises, CARP needs you. Join CARP. It's easy and inexpensive because more members means more clout to make sure that whoever wins on October 19th delivers on those promises. Call 416-363-8748 or visit carp.ca.
3: Hi, I'm Gail, a client care rep at Telus.
4: What's
0: the big news, Gail?
5: The new iPhone 6S has arrived at Telus.
4: Tell me
0: more.
5: The new iPhone is the best yet, and Telus is the best national wireless carrier to get iPhone.
0: That's worth repeating.
5: You bet. Telus is the best national wireless carrier for iPhone. What am I
0: waiting for? You got this,
2: Gail.
5: Uh, Visit Telus today and experience the new iPhone 6S on Canada's most reliable 4G mobile network.
0: The following is a paid political announcement.
2: It's Thanksgiving weekend. As you take time with your family and friends, I hope you can take a minute to talk about what's at stake in this election. Your vote will determine whether monthly child care checks and income splitting remain part of your family's budget. Keeping these tax cuts is part of our conservative plan. There are just nine days left in this election, and every vote matters. I'm Stephen
6: Harper, and I'm asking for your support to protect your family's income. We'll talk to you tomorrow.
3: Authorized by the registered agent of the Conservative Party.
5: Fall into fashion at Hakeem Optical. The leaves changing colors signals a perfect time to update your eyes with two cool styles from only $199. Cut out the glare and upgrade to the ultimate sunglasses. Polarized prescription lenses from only $90. Also, just for kids, two pair, including Unbreakable's lenses from $98. Hakeem Optical is always saving you money on fashionable eyewear. Your
3: eyes can have it all at Hakeem
0: you're listening to the zoomer weekend review brought to you by carp a new vision of aging support carp with your membership today visit carp.ca
1: do you ever forget where you put your keys or your glasses or the names of people you've met before it's a conundrum especially for zoomers dave farrow is a two-time guinness record holder for greatest memory And he says there are techniques to help everyone improve their recall, no matter what their age. He drove in from Buffalo to talk to us ahead of the Canadian Open Memory Tournament later this month.
5: If you've ever blanked out on a question, say um, someone's giving Mm -hmm. you a trivia question, and you just draw a blank, but normally you would know the answer, it's actually stress interfering with your ability to make those connections. The best way to overcome that is to literally look up. And I mean, take your eyeballs and stare at the ceiling for a few seconds. And nine times out of ten, the information pops back into your head.
1: Most of the members of our audience are, are Zoomers, and uh, sometimes we forget things. And it, and, and it can also be stressful because you start to wonder, why am I... Why can't I remember where I put my keys or um, that kind of thing? So, what Absolutely. are some tips for everyday remembering everyday things? I have
5: to say that the greatest generation should have confidence in their memory because it is not as mysterious as you might think. It is very, very uh, easy to improve your memory at any age. Uh, I could, I could, I could quote a hundred studies that prove this. But right now, if you had to memorize something, you just repeat it over and over and over. You get very stressed out, and it, chances are you'll forget it If you use a strategy, like, say, for example, you forget where you put your keys, Uh, if you set your keys down and you use a little mental mnemonic, like imagining something crazy happening to them. So if I set them down on this table, I imagine that they explode or something like that. Um, Now, it sounds crazy. It sounds really creative. But what happens is your brain actually wakes up by visualizing that crazy thing happening. Your brain wakes up and actually remembers where you put your keys. And you try this today, set something down, imagine it explode, and at the end of the day, think think about it and it'll the location will pop into your head. We've did this with uh, people in a neuroscience lab with dozens of items and everybody remembered every single location where before they struggled with it. That's how powerful a trained so memory can be.
1: So everything is exploding or different different. you imagine different well, things.
5: Yeah, no, it, it, we start off with some basic stuff like how to remember where you put keys or glasses, things like that but then we graduate to memorizing entire lists of information. So say for example, you have to memorize a grocery list. Well, that's a bit more complex. We actually use a room method. You can try this yourself. Imagine your car or imagine a room that you know very well and take your grocery list and imagine physically placing the items around that room. It will help you remember those items much more than writing them down on a list. So I'm putting, you know, the lettuce on the coffee table. I'm putting the, you know, ice cream on and it's melting on the couch, that sort of thing. And you'll, you try this right now with 20 objects, and you'll find that you actually remember all 20 of those objects. What else? Well, the other thing also is is the abstract nature of most information. So if you're trying to remember foreign language vocabulary, for example, uh, it's often very difficult for your brain to grasp this information. You know, if I were to say something like, uh, I'll use a very foreign-sounding thing, like uh, the Korean word for lighthouse is dai. and most people would be like, what 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 the heck was that right but um you can actually find phonetics that you're familiar with within that thing you're unfamiliar with so instead of picturing tongue dye, which is something I can't picture, like I would picture tongue. your yeah, tongue, yeah, you're getting yeah, it, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and maybe it's, it's dyed the color blue, you know, tongue dye, mm-hmm. and then you'd somehow associate it to a lighthouse, maybe you stuck your tongue to the lighthouse and you can't remove it, and I bet you there are people listening right now, we just made this up right now, they're never going to forget that, it's, it's going to be, and, and the neat thing about a mnemonic technique is um, when you memorize something the right way, it's not that it sticks for a few hours, this sticks for years.
1: I've seen studies that say that if you want to remember something or if you want to study, that after uh, committing it to memory, you should have a nap.
5: That, that actually is a very important point, yes. Um, napping actually improves cognitive function quite a bit. Einstein also used naps and a lot of famous uh, geniuses, uh, uh, Walt Disney. I actually I actually nap on a regular basis. Um, the general rule, though, is keep it to about 20 minutes. Anything beyond that, you're actually sleeping.
1: Now, you mentioned remembering cards. So I would imagine that's that's a big part of this. There's card counting or yeah, yeah. people are even playing bridge or, or whatever, what are the techniques for remembering cards?
5: So they're numbers and symbols. Your brain doesn't like that usually because uh, it's abstract. Your brain likes physical objects, things it can sense and touch and and measure. So what we do, my first code, my first technique was to turn uh, playing cards into objects. Uh, For example, the eight of hearts, if you picture the eight of hearts, uh, it has, you know, the two circles for the eight and then it has the heart underneath. If you look at it with a really creative mind, you can see an ice cream cone. (laughs) <laughs> you see it? you, you okay. see it now in your mind's yep. eye, a little two-scoop yep. ice cream cone. Yep. The great thing about memes like this is that you can't unsee it. You can't forget it now that you see it. So now every time I look at a deck of cards, I can flip through it really quickly, and what I'm doing is I'm thinking of all the objects. And I actually already told you how to memorize objects. You place them around a room in your mind's eye, and you can hold on to 20, 30, in my case, like 6,000 objects in a row.
1: There are all these games and and things out to help people with their memory. What do you make of those?
5: Playing games doesn't necessarily give you a better memory. The only thing that gives you a better memory is actually memorizing stuff and recalling it. So if you have a game where you do that, then that will give you a better memory.
1: Okay. Dave Farrell, thanks so much. Thank you very much. The Canadian Open Memory Tournament will be held at the Ontario Science Centre on October 17th. You can learn more at canadasbestmemory.ca. I'm Libby Snymer and this is the Zoomer Week in Review. We'll take a quick break and then it's back with a song from one of our own here at Zoomer Radio. A guy who's been a major fixture on the Toronto music scene since the 1960s.
6: Suddenly, it seems that everyone is aware of the power of the Zoomer vote. Of course, CARP, a new vision of aging, has been saying that all along. Finally, the major political parties have begun to pay attention. They all have responded to CARP's persistent and effective advocacy by making attractive promises. Increasing the CPP, supporting low-income single seniors, national home care strategies, and caregivers' rights. But to make sure they keep those promises, CARP needs you. Join CARP. It's easy and inexpensive, because more members means more clout, to make sure that whoever wins on October 19th delivers on those promises. Call 416-363-8748 or visit carp.ca. Idyllic
3: could not possibly describe the view from our café overlooking Sorrento. I knew it would be beautiful, but I wasn't expecting the fragrance of the air from hundreds of lemon and orange groves. Could I live here?
6: It's too much to ponder now.
3: The cello has arrived.
6: Senior Discovery Tours is the company you hoped existed, taking care of all the details so you enjoy the destination. Visit seniordiscoverytours.ca. The world is beautiful. Power up the DeLorean. Recharge the flux capacitor. The TSO is celebrating the 30th anniversary of the movie classic, Back to the Future. Sit back and watch this blockbuster film on the big screen as the TSO performs Alan Silvestri's Dynamic Score live. We'll take you 30 years into the past and then bring you back with a smile. Reserve your seats now. Shows are October 16th and 17th only. With every purchase, you could win two tickets anywhere Air Canada flies. Order your tickets now at lovemytso.ca.
5: Hey Toronto, it's time to see the pros get back on the ice and let your fan out with a few thousand of your closest friends. Start with the StubHub app for seats you'll love whenever you want. Plus, you can personalize the StubHub app with your teams and artists and grab great tickets. And because every purchase is backed by the StubHub Fan Protect Guarantee, you can buy and sell with confidence. So get the StubHub app today. StubHub. Let your fan out.
0: You're listening to the Zoomer Weekend Review, brought to you by CARP, a new vision of aging. Support CARP with your membership today. Visit carp.ca.
1: Welcome back to the Zoomer Weekend Review, all things Zoomer worldwide. I'm Libby Snymer. It's time for your international arts date book tips for those of you who are jetting around the world. Here's Jane Brown. In New York City, Tony Award winners James Earl Jones and Cicely Tyson star in The Gin Game. The Pulitzer Prize-winning play from 1976 is about two nursing home residents who square off in gin rummy. It's in previews at the Golden Theater. In The Windy City, pictures by American photographer Deanna Lawson explore the global black culture and how individual people can claim their identities within it. The exhibition is at the Art Institute of Chicago. To London, England. Close to you, the Burt Bacharach musical is on stage at Piccadilly Circus. And in France, there is still time to catch the International Garden Festival. It showcases garden design with a different theme each year in the heart of the Loire Valley. I'm Jane Brown, and that's the International Arts Datebook. This week, we're shining a spotlight on one of our own. Robbie Lane celebrated his birthday on Wednesday. He was one of the architects of the Toronto sound that dominated the Canadian music industry in the early and mid-60s. He ran with a crowd that included Ronnie Hawkins and Gordon Lightfoot, among others. In the 1970s, he took to television where he hosted the after-school music show It's Happening. He also became a familiar voice on radio, first at 1050 Chum and now here with us at Zoomer Radio, weeknights from 6 to 10. Right now, we'll hear Robbie's biggest hit, a song written by his good friend Ronnie Hawkins, Here is Fannie Mae. That was Robbie Lane with Fannie Mae. Robbie celebrated his birthday this Wednesday, and he won't even tell us how old he is. You can see him live in a few weeks at the Zoomer Show here in Toronto. That's it for this edition of the Zoomer Week in Review. I'm Libby Snymer. Be sure to come back next week for the final installment of our Zoomer election panel.
0: You've been listening to the Zoomer Week in Review. Produced by MZ Media Limited. Executive producer, Moses Snyder. Produced by Paul Thomas. Program director, John Bandreel. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.